now everybody's doing it Because it feels so good All you need is a partner That know how to move And the rest are real easy Just dig the groove What's up guys, Art Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic... What happened to Junkyard Dog? For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you hook us up with a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? Jess, you're bringing up some good old rock and wrestling stuff. This is going to be fun. And even well before that, JYD was a big part of our lives as kids, um, but he was big. In those territories, before Vince came and snatched him up, man, what do you what uh, what brings this on? Yeah, I think um, you know these people that don't win world titles or don't get kind of paraded around like sort of the bigger stars of yesteryear, like Savage or Hogan or Piper, even and even Jake now kind of had because of his problems, he got noticed more, you know, and then getting clean and all that stuff, and now Jake is doing well, which is awesome. But you know, people talk about him a lot because he's a little bit he does a podcast. He was on AEW for a while. But a lot of people don't talk about people like Junkyard Dog. And my uh, What Happened to Coco Beware is probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far because so much Coco, was big, Coco was big in the territories too. And and he was like a mid-carter in WWF. But like I think we take for granted mid-carters in WWF. And we don't – no one ever gets to hear what they did before they were mid-carters in WWF, what they did in the territories. And uh, Junkyard Dog was fucking over as shit. Oh, yeah. crowd loved him. Craig, what what are your what do you remember about Junkyard Dog before we jump into the specifics? He's you said it perfectly. I smiled when you said uh, bring in a little rock and wrestling action because that's exactly where I his fondness and where I remember him. I mean, he was you even ask people growing up like right during this Hulkamanian rock and wrestling, and they'll say Hulk Hogan Junkyard Dog. Like he's always even it like casual fans. Like it's, it's Hogan and Junkyard. It kind of rolled off that way. Yeah, because casual was fans later. remember Junkyard yeah. Dog. Um, yeah, it was fun. I always laugh when I saw Thump on the coaster. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but uh, hey, man, let's just jump right in. Uh, Junkyard Dog, or actually, Sylvester Ritter was born on December thirteenth, nineteen fifty-two. Fortunately, he left us on June first of nineteen ninety-eight. That means that he wasn't. He died not much longer after Andre did. I think about four, uh, sorry, five or six years or so, um, if I got it right. Uh, and he was obviously an American professional wrestler. He was a college football player. He is best known for his work in Mid-South Wrestling and the World Wrestling Federation as the Junkyard Dog, a nickname he had received while working in a wrecking yard. He was inducted into the WW Hall of Fame class of 2004. Uh, you know, just kind of give you an idea, Junkyard Dog was a big dude. He was, he was the kind of guy that could roll up to Hogan and make everybody look regular size because Hogan would tower over most people. But JYD was a big dude. Like, you uh, he, he can make it believable if they, if they ever came across each other that Junkyard Dog could give, um, possibly take Hogan's lunch money, you know, and, and that title along with it. And unfortunately, we never got to see that because the, I would say the, the, the powers that be would always say someone like JYD doesn't need a title. He's over. He's already over. Doesn't need a title to work it. It's fine. You know, um, I think we might disagree with some of that, but. Kind of gives you an idea of, of where we're at and where, where wrestling was at that time. Uh, early in his career, 
JYD or, or Ritter debuted in the Tennessee Territory working for promoter Jerry Jarrett. <laughs> Uh, um, not the <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, yeah, raisins. Um, <laughs> before uh, I'm sorry, grapes. We put grapes in the salad. Uh, before moving to Nick, uh, Gul- is it Gulas Company or is it Chulas? Gulas, sure, Gulas, Gulas, Uh Company using the ring name Leroy Rochester. From there, he moved to Stu Hart Stampede Wrestling as Big Daddy Ritter. Where he captured the North American yeah, heavyweight just championship. Call yourself two Big times. Daddy. Don't call yourself that other shit. Big yeah. Daddy Ritter. Big Daddy Ritter. That. Yeah, right. and that's mm-hmm. that, that, that's it. That's Put a the big ring title. Together, if you're Stampede, you're pulling down the heavyweight championship. That's kind of a big deal for anyone. So. Oh, Roberts is Roberts is tangled up with the ropes. Ritter's going up the ladder. Roberts can't get out of the ropes. He can't. It's all over. It's all over. Ritter has the belt. Roberts got tangled in the ropes. Ritter's got the belt. Ritter's got the $1,000. Ritter is the North American heavyweight champion. Um, GYD was definitely over. In the early 80s, Ritter had moved to Bruce, come here. You're going to be the most famous heart, Bruce. Come here. (laughs) You're going to be the best. Fred, shut up. Clean up the Dude. ring, sweep up. I yeah. bet, I bet, I bet you, uh, JYD never allowed Stu to stretch him either. Like he wasn't going to do. He's no. like, no, that's oh, not happening. I going to go for that. Shit. Um, nope. Ritter, you just uh, go upstairs. Uh, so <laughs> in the eighties, Ritter moved to Mid South Wrestling, where the Booker Cowboy Bill Watts gave him the name and gimmick of Junkyard Dog, as he would wear a long chain attached to a dog collar and white boots. Um, so we went from Stu Hart to Bill Watts. Jeez. Yeah. And yeah, that was uh, actually is his time in the mid south is when he got the biggest. I mean, he was really fucking over. And Jim Ross talks about it all the time because Jim Ross was commentator for uh, Cowboy Bill Watts for a lot of years and really helped Bill Watts kind of under the table as well, like with booking and stuff. And sure, he's like uh, he's like uh, Cowboy loved JYD and JYD was so over. And especially when he was slimmer, we we saw him for Vince got him. You know, he was just not treating himself very good health wise, and he got a lot. Of he-, he got heavy. He and did. his whole gimmick was just being of a cartoon character at that point. But here in Mid-South, like, he was a lot more uh, mobile. Um, and, like, Bill Watts and Jim Ross both have said he was over as shit. Like, he was really popular. I mean, like, yeah. everybody loved JYD. He was a major face. He would sell arenas out. Like, people were just really into Junkyard Dog. Like, we talked about you. it, I think, um, with Coco. When Coco was in Mid-South with Bill Watts, he developed the name Birdman there. And then here, yeah. like Bill Watts gave him JYD over, junkyard dog. So it's those guys were think, those guys were definitely selling out arenas down there for a long time. So we think know? that Vince kind of would just give them all, or like, even though we thought it was silly, but it's like no, like he was called he the Birdman was emphasized more when Coco went to WWF. Junkyard Dog as a dog was emphasized more because it was more cartoon friendly for kids. But you know, just being like the head of a junkyard is the reason why he was JYD. Like yeah. and so Watts kind of put some realism into it. Coco Beware, I think Dave said it on the Coco episode, was a Birdman because he fucking flew. He jumped off the top rope. He did all this stuff or whatever. Vince put the cartoon animals to it, but mm. really, it's kind of interesting that Bill Watts was the guy I know. who gave two, you know, two of wrestling's biggest names their nicknames before they went to the cartoon company. Yeah. I've never really complimented or known uh, thought of Bill Watts as like a pioneer, but shit, maybe he's even fucking better with names and gimmicks than Vince was. 
considering maybe, maybe, this pedigree. Maybe. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he gets overshadows, and as he should for saying those off-color things when he got fired from WCW years later. Unfortunately, and his failure to turn WCW around, kind of what he, unfortunately, to the modern fan, but in Mid-South, and then when he would convert it to the UWF shortly after that, Bill Watts was actually the like great at what he did. He's just a, he's a bully. And he was just a, a hard-nosed old veteran and just knew yeah. – he knew what the crowd liked. He knew how to push guys like Hacksaw and the one-man gang and Steve Williams and Terry Gordy and JYD and make them big stars, and he did. And, like, they were big stars before they got hired by either NWA or uh, WWF yep. at this point. He took the mats away. What the <laughs> – That's so stupid. A, I, yeah. an idiot. And no off the top rope. Yeah, ridiculous. Right. Um, you have, you he, have a light heavyweight division. Don't do it. <laughs> He nope. being JYD, not Watts, uh, came to the ring pushing a cart full of junk called the Junk Wagon <laughs> and lost most of his early matches before his character caught on and became the top face in the company. Uh, while on top, JYD feuded with some of the top heels there, including a now infamous angle with the fabulous Freebirds, where they blinded him with hair. I remember What's up? Uh, that the shots in magazines of that happening. Like, I... Like obviously we didn't see Mid South, but I remember the the older PWI magazines that I would read was like a picture of that, and uh, so I knew that they feuded. Freebirds were around too a lot. Like they they did a lot of shit for Heat. If you catch my drift, uh, they were working, they, man. Yeah, they were working uh, their gimmick pretty well. A lot of the stuff <laughs> their attire that they wore wouldn't go over nowadays. But however, um, they were Heat magnets, man. And so like yeah, that feud with JYD was really hot and emotional. And uh, it put JYD even further on the map because you got you got someone like Michael Hayes who could fucking rock a mic like nobody's business, and then you have Gordy and you have Roberts like who are great in the ring, and you know they were the original uh, Freebirds, and uh, you put them in there against like JYD, it's awesome. You're up and holding you up, and of course the dog that's been stunned comes and tries to come to your aid, and as he yanks Michael Hayes around right there, it goes into his eyes. Now the whole point of contention: well, did Hayes slap that in his eyes on purpose? Uh, when he whirled around, did the momentum of his hand just cause it to go into the dogs? But you can see the tremendous pain. This is supposed to be a solution to remove hair. And yet you can see when it hit the dog's eyes, the agony he's in. And, of course, the bewilderment and the agony you are in. And, and nobody at this point realizes the seriousness of this situation because they figure it's just something that's... It's just cool. Yeah. I'm sure J- I think JYD probably got two faces to do six-man tags against him and tour around the territory and stuff. And I'm sure it was just nuclear heat. For sure. Well, check out some of these feuds, man. They involved Ernie Ladd, Ted DiBiase, Kamala, King Kong Bundy, and Butch Reed. That, that, that's, that's like basically that's, Hogan, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah you're, you're you're going down. Yeah, you're definitely getting fed. Um, in 1982, a feud with DiBiase was particularly notable as uh, Ted, once JYD's friend and tag team partner, turned heel and subsequently won a loser leaves town match against JYD with the help of a loaded glove which was a DiBiase calling card at that time, and that forced JYD to leave town for an extended period of time. Um, he would also win the North American Heavyweight Championship while he was in the territory. Uh, but then in the summer of 84, Ritter, a.k.a. Junkyard Dog, left Mid-South for the World Wrestling Federation, where he was a mid-card wrestler, but as Jess has already stated uh, very well, he was heavily over. I mean, he was a big-time face. The crowd would come to see him along with many other uh, huge talents that Vince basically plucked from the territories. Like I said, Coco was another one. Um, he was just going down. He was getting, picking up Harley Race. Uh, it was He was picking up everybody down the line. Um, JYD debuted on a Georgia Championship Wrestling taping held at Keele Auditorium on August 10th of 1984, 
While in the WWF, JYD made that habit of interacting with the growing number of young people in the audience, often bringing them to the ring after matches and dancing with them. That was fun. I did that quite a bit. <laughs> that um, was I fun. That. I remember that. That yeah. was fun. He'd, after like, hey. he beat a prelim, and then he'd bring them all in the ring and dance with them. Bring the kids <laughs> in. Yeah, it was kind of cool with his, with his crazy <laughs> music. This, this, this is kind of a – you kind of forget this one. Like I said, what, what happened to him? He actually wrestled at the inaugural WrestleMania. WrestleMania won. Defeats Intercontinental Championship Greg Valentine by countout. Obviously, did not receive the title. Santana now telling the referee that the hammer had both feet up on the second rope, and referee Dick Cole now motioning Greg to have Valentine back into the ring. He's going the wrong way, Jess. Wait a minute. The referee is trying to say this match still continues. Yes, he is. He's counting now. He's putting the count on Valentine. Five. I don't like this, Tino Monsoon. I don't like it. Look what, at Valentine. What right does Chico Santana have to come in and change the referee's decision? Oh, there it is. Reversal of the decision. The dog is the winner, but unfortunately, on a countout, you cannot get the title. And the hammer. If we could pick up the hammers trying to get back in the ring. Jimmy Hart holding on to his legs. The hammers I break. Um, Ritter won the wrestling classic tournament by defeating Randy Savage by countout. That's a little, you know, known fact in the finals. There, he's known as King of the Countouts. I hear. Yeah, King of the Countouts, <laughs> uh, as well as beating Moondog Spot in the Iron Sheik in earlier rounds, getting to the final. The I tournament is often cited as the first WWF pay per view, the wrestling classic. Did you own this VHS set? Yes, Jess? I did. That was the infamous where he took on Moondog Spot in the second round and the ref forgot to come out to the ring. So Junkyard Dog legitly beat him in like 40 seconds and counted his own pin. And I'm not even kidding. Yeah, the ref never made it down to the ring. So he catches Moondog Spot, he power slams him, gave him the power slam (laughs) and pins him and the ref rings the bell. And Monsoon's just like, he counters his own pin. Huh, Jess, what can't this guy do? Like, And I was like, dude. The fucking referee That's forgot hilarious. to get No way. Yeah. Uh, I bet, <laughs> yeah, I bet he, a, he was awesome. fired. I bet that guy was fired. Um, JYD's uh, most Batman, Nick Patrick. <laughs> yeah, go David Hebner. There it is. Um, <laughs> JYD's most notable feuds in the company came against King Harley Race, uh, the Funk Brothers, uh, Dory Funk and Terry Funk, Adrian Adonis, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and Outlaw Ron Bass. She's Ron Bass, always over these things. Um, he also lost to Rick Rude by disqualification at the inaugural SummerSlam in 1988. He had then left the company in November of 1988. There, that's still a pretty impressive resume to be um, to be to be working with uh, yeah. in a short amount of time. So it's a four year stint. I wonder and, why uh, he left. I've never heard any shooting on house shows. On house shows, he teamed with Hogan a lot too. I remember. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I think I think his health. I think I think Jay had issues too. So I don't want to speak out of turn on it. I. I think he did, and, and I know he had health issues, and he would gain weight quite a bit too. Yeah, but it's pretty pretty sad because he's wrestling all the way up until his death, pretty much. As we get into this, um, Ritter made his debut for the National Wrestling Alliance on December seventh of eighty eight at the Clash of Champions four. He appeared during an altercation between the Russian assassins and Ivan Koloff, saving the latter. On February seventeenth of ninety one, he won his first WCW title, teaming with Ricky Morton and Tommy Wright to defeat uh, Doctor X, Dutch Mich- Dutch Mantel, and Buddy Lindell, and gained the six man tag team championship in WCW. Doctor X, him. yeah, Doctor X. Uh, he, not Doctor X, but Junkyard Dog, would begin a short feud that month with the Master Blaster, Evan winning Dash. each encounter there. 
JYD and his partners held the title until June 3rd when they were defeated by the Freebirds in Birmingham, Alabama. God damn Freebirds. A lot of things happen in Birmingham, I'm telling you. And then he left the promotion in August. Uh, After dropping a significant amount of weight to improve his conditioning, Junkyard Dog returned in February 29th of 92 at Super Brawl 2. During a segment where Abdullah the Butcher was attacking Ron Simmons, JYD came out of the crowd to make the save there. Then in April of 93, he formed a new tag team with Jim Neidhart and began a feud with Dick Slater and Paul Orndorff. That would last the next few months. Did they have a name? I don't think they had a name, right? No, it was just Dick Slater. Slater and Orndorff, man. The 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 Junk Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Stu Hart always. There's so weird. Seeing these names teaming together, too. After defeating Slater on July 28th of 93, he left the promotion again. You always feel like it's got to be money or he's just in for a short contract. I'm not. Maybe he maybe he just wrestled by night and didn't have anything, you know, and would leave and leave himself open. Um, after WCW, JYD went to the independent circuits where he wrestled for NWA Dallas. In 95, he wrestled for the National Wrestling Conference in Las Vegas where he had matches with former WWE stars like the Iron Sheik, Mr. Hughes, and the Honky Tonk Man. I love Ritter- the JYD, but I'm sure those matches were just awful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ritter yeah, stayed active in wrestling until the time of his death, appearing at, at ECW in 1998 at WrestlePalooza event there just one month prior. He was the founder of the Dog Pound Stable in an independent Mid-South promotion based in southern Louisiana. He had died um, on June 1st of 98 at the age of 45 in a single car accident on Interstate 20 near Forest, Mississippi. He was returning home from his daughter's uh, Latoya High School's graduation in Waysboro, North Carolina. That's eerily close to, as we're recording this, the Briscoe death. When we home from a daughter's event and all that stuff, like, because it wasn't Briscoe yeah. from his daughter. That's very yeah. eerie. I didn't realize it till right now. Oof. Yeah. 45. Least, uh, fuck, man. Yeah, it's way too much. We're all, that's, we've all, we've that's all past age. that. Yeah. yeah, we're all past that age now just by a little bit. So that's tough, man. I mean... Um, I honestly had thought there was something with his health that caused the complications. I, I forgot about the car crash entirely until I just read it. Because um, to just your point, he actually got back in shape, right? He um, he, he took the weight off. He was getting better, and um, that's uh, that's too bad. That's really rough, man. I remember that's, him uh, when I I remember his match with Harley Race at WrestleMania three. Uh, I remember I remember that match with Rude at SummerSlam. Um, I remember a lot of things that JYD did. I when I first got into wrestling, I think he was feuding with Braun Bass in WWF. I'm almost positive. Um, so I just remember that because I came in at the tail end of his feud with Harley Race. So uh, yeah, they fought over the crown and all that stuff. And like Junkyard Dog was like a big deal for a while. I remember. And then every time he would come in WCW after that, like he the pop he would get. It was like later on when WCW would hire Hacksaw. In like 94, 95, it didn't matter how old Hacksaw was. Every time he went and saw him, like the <laughs> yeah. whole crowd goes, oh, yeah. like JYD was that same thing. Like in the early 90s, like every time mm. the Junker Dog crowd him, everybody would bark and everyone he would get down to do his headbutts on the ground. Everybody would pop like it's just the way it was like JYD yeah. got over. Yeah, that's a shame. Would have been cool to see someone like that still being around and maybe helping the young guys too. the guy knew how to get over. The ring work was, I don't want to say it was suspect, but he definitely wasn't one of the best. But that rock and wrestle era was different. You didn't you didn't hit the you didn't hit the ropes like you do today. It's it's a little bit different. It was about showmanship, yeah. it's about working the mic, having a gimmick. 
and he had all of that. He knew but I remember he when he when he jumped to WCW, I remember like, oh, when he can kind of he can work. He or he he wasn't just the the, the cartoon yeah. character doing the headbutts. He so was a he better was wrestler in WCW. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was never good. that was that was mostly the case. You know, Vince would kind of like yeah, like pun intended, neuter people a little bit and yep. uh, just be like, no, just it's more about your character, it's more about show. this, and more about that. Yeah. yeah. But you go to WCW NWA, they allowed you to just work, you know, work your match, whatever you guys want to yeah. do, just work your style. Yep. It was kind of always that way there, which I, I always, like, it's funny how we talk, we defend AEW now and we talk about that. WCW was that for me back then. It's like, it didn't matter if they were better than Vince or anything like that because nobody was better than Vince in production and AEW, AEW yeah. isn't now. Um, but, yeah. uh, but I liked the, they're better than WCW but, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I liked, uh, yeah, well, I liked people going into WCW and then you see that they work. And then even when, like, when I watched up Harley Race went back to NWA after WWF, like, sure. watching him do his belly to bellies, which Vince kind of just limited after a while there, you were just like, God damn, like, I forgot these guys can work a little bit. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see JYD go back and stuff. And yeah, he was allowed to kind of let his hair down a little bit there, which is fun. This is good stuff. All right. Good stuff. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about him and just kind of bring his name up. You know, like no one talks about JYD anymore. And again, not only just because it was 1998 when he passed away, but he wasn't a part of like the wrestling wars back then. Unfortunately, he didn't. Make, who knows? Maybe if he would have survived and, you know, he didn't pass away in the car accident, like he would have lost some weight and we would have saw him on a nitro or something. Even if he was jobbing, it didn't matter. Like maybe we would have seen yeah. JYD on a Raw or on a nitro. I'm trying to think about it. Like 98 wasn't that far from it. Yeah, you're right. It's, you know, it was just. I mean, they he were right in the middle of the Monday Night Wars in 98. So, like, yeah, he could have easily just gotten it. But, unfortunately, his last public appearance was at ECW Wrestlepalooza, which was, like, the third brand. And he hadn't been in WCW since 93. So, like, yeah, he just wasn't really relevant when he passed, unfortunately. And then he was put in the Hall of Fame in 2004, which was one of the early induction classes. You know, I think that's when the – that was around WrestleMania 20 when they started really putting effort into the Hall of Fame, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, you just you forget yeah, he's, about him, he, He's worthy of the hall. I mean, you know, he did a lot of work. Yeah, you forget, you forget about him. You really forget yeah. about JYD. He's a major title holder in some major territories, too. So, uh, like it. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up, man. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019 or at Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I think we should do some more of these. Um, I sense a snooker coming on, maybe the tragedy of Jimmy. I'd like to do something like that. Uh, but for Craig, Jess, and myself, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one. <laughs>